This is Impact Wrestling Superstar Jordan Grace, and you're listening to Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. You are listening to Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. Well, we are live, pals. And uh, as one Tyler would say, um, I am Mike, but I'm not with Tyler today. Oh, no. Oh, no. As Tyler loves to say, uh, I am joined, of course, by Mr. Adam Contant. And we're here for a very special edition of the show. Why is it so so special? Well, we, we'll get there. That's uh, right. Uh, we are... Putting on a very special episode. If you were a, if you were a listener of the old WrestleMedia days, there was a show that came out. I want to say every Wednesday. It did change around quite it a bit in terms around, of yeah. the uh, scheduling, but uh, Wednesdays was a good home for it. But uh, actually, that was that was probably women women crush Wednesdays. That was yeah. I don't women, know. I don't. It doesn't matter what day it was. Wrestling. Yeah. Not. But, but that was on Wednesdays, wasn't it? again the schedule again, did change yeah, around everything got changed um what we're doing today is a show called ropes to reels where usually it was adam himself with sir effort himself uh drew ferris they Shout would get together to they would get together every week they would take a movie the uh and review that movie with in only a way that they could the only caveat was adam you had a very special question to answer what was that question well, I I thought maybe I could get you to ask the to to answer the question, you know, because typically I would uh, Drew would ask me the question, right? Uh, whenever we would do this, so I don't know if you have a a question in mind that you would like to ask. If you don't, then I don't mind trying to to ask the question. Well, it was the same question every single week, and that was, "What does this have to do with wrestling?" And just gonna I, you know, Drew, Drew used to, you know, put fun spins on it and stuff. You know, I don't want to say that you're blowing it in the first five well, minutes of this, listen, but listen, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying if Drew was here, he would have done it better. I'm kind of doing the Tyler role this week, and Tyler blows it. Oh, what can I say? I, okay, <laughs> fair enough. Here's the thing. When I decided I wanted to do this, we've been talking about The Rock on the show a lot, uh, you know, uh, as pretty much every other show in the world has been doing. So I wanted to take it. It's very timely. It's very topical. Everyone's talking about the rock. So I said, why don't we originally, Adam, I wanted to do a top seven list of either the best rock movies or the worst rock movies. Then I realized I haven't seen seven of the rocks movies. <laughs> You're missing out, at, man. He does I, have some good ones. I looked at his filmography and I, I realized that I, I, I've, I've been away from a lot of his films. So I said, you know what? Let's do ropes to reels. I'm gonna throw it to Adam. I'm gonna let him to cho- I'm gonna let him choose any of the rocks movies. Um, pick one, let's review it. I said the only caveat was don't do any of the fast movies because I pride myself in the fact that I've never seen a single one of the Fast and Furious movies. Besides, we already did all of the Rock's Fast and Furious movies on the original run of there Ropes to Reels. We called it Two Ropes Two Reels Month. <laughs> It does sound like something you and Drew would do. Um, and I'm glad I have no recollection of it because <laughs> that just sounds horrible. I mean, you know, much like the movies themselves, there were some good ones and some not so good ones. Well, your your choice was a very recent offer. Tell the folks today, what movie are we reviewing? We are going to be watching 2022's Black Adam. And, of course, to answer the question uh, that was asked by Mike, what does this have to do with wrestling? Well, it stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and he also produces the film, which will become very evident very yeah, shortly as he, we uh, sure does. Watch, as we watch this movie. Um, there is a very good reason why I picked this one. First and foremost, it's his most recent offering. Yeah, um, It is the most recent Dwayne The Rock Johnson film. But also... This is a movie that got a lot of attention when it came out. 
Not necessarily for the reasons The Rock wanted it, but uh, it got a lot of attention nonetheless. So part of this was that I wanted to see if all of the negativity surrounding this film was warranted. And the second reason is because I have a theory that I think this movie is responsible for the WrestleMania 40 main event. Oh, so I'll get there. <laughs> Love that. I like so, that you said, I like that you said that there is uh, you know, a lot of negative response to this movie because, uh, and again, we'll get there, but when we get, when we get to talking about the, uh, the rotten tomato score, which will come later in the show. Um, one of the scores was pretty goddamn bad. And one of the scores was pretty goddamn good. So you the, went and looked? The audience score. Wait a minute. Wait. Hold on a second. Oh, we're, wait. We're, this I thing, thought you, you I was trying to do my research here. Roll. Listen, listen. If you were going to do this, you had to understand that Drew Ferris never did any research whatsoever. <laughs> We're going to these shows. So part of the fun was getting his reactions to it and playing our little guessing games. Did you, did you at least, you know what? Uh, you know what? Okay. Forget it. You know what? We're just going to soldier on. If it makes on. you feel any better, I drifted in and out of this movie. I, 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 I scrolled on my phone a lot. I probably took a shit. What um, makes so, feel so there'll be a lot of parts where, where I am lost, just like what, Drew would be. What makes me feel better is that this review is already starting to line up with this film in terms of its quality. <laughs> Not to spoil anything. The, and the, by the way, spoilers, we may talk about the plot of this film. So if you haven't seen this yet and you just do not want it spoiled for you. Uh, I guess go listen to another podcast. I have a feeling anybody listening to this, if they haven't already seen it, they have no interest in seeing it and they have no problem with this being spoiled. I don't think this is this, this podcast is going to change that opinion. No, I, I don't think so. Um, the, the reason I did bring up the, the rotten tomato score is because I thought possibly because I did hear a lot of negative stuff, and it's part of the reason I'd never watched this movie until just last night. Um, but I thought possibly the, the fact that they the, the had a really good audience score would be like, okay, well, maybe it's not that bad. Maybe these are just a bunch of critic douchebags. No, no, I no, I don't know who who likes this movie. I don't know who they are. But they're horrible people, and they should feel really, really bad about themselves. Um, All right. Mike, now, well now then, you, since, you as well, uh, before we since, move on, I just, I just want one question from you. Sure. You as well, um, until until yesterday, you, you didn't watch this movie, un, except for bits and pieces you saw in the movie theater. When you right. I was working the at uh, Galaxy yeah. Cinemas at the time, yeah. Now, I'm going to tell the reason why I waited two years to watch this movie, but is there a reason you didn't watch this movie in full until last night? Uh, no, just you didn't make time for it. Uh, and again, I, right. I can't lie and say that the uber negative reviews didn't make me feel like I had to rush out and see it. And, uh, you yeah. know, if it had been getting rave reviews, I might have gone out and, and made the effort. Now. I grew up a big DC fan. I am I, I am still a big DC fan, and I try to get out and see all the DCEU movies, even if I'm not interested in, in, in the IP. I still try to see them all in the theater. This is the first the first one I didn't see in the theater, but it had a problem. It opened up against what I consider to be the best movie of 2022. It opened up against the Banshees and Inisherin. Okay, so. I'm not when when it comes to either some movie with The Rock versus a Martin McDonough film, I'm going McDonough every single time. You know where your loyalties are. Exactly. I, I, I'm a big fan of Martin McDonough, and I'm so glad I did choose that because Banshees of Inisherin did become my favorite movie of the year in 2022, um, and I stand by that very very staunchly. So, and then by the time it hit digital. Same as same reason for you. All the negative connotation didn't exactly have me running for the for Crave TV to watch it, you know. So that's why it took me that long to get there. But thanks to Adam, I don't know if he's mad at me or what, but we got there. I watched it, and here we are to talk about it. 
Hey, man, I could have made you watch an El Santo movie. Oh, good Lord. Milton? <laughs> that is a very, very, very specific callback. All right, Mike, let's take a bite into this turd sandwich. Let's start with The Shine. What did you like about the movie? Very, I, I'm not going to lie, very little. Uh, very, very little. But what I did like, I suppose, from a geek standpoint, from a guy who grew up with this IP, um, I liked seeing some of the characters that we haven't seen in, in live action yet. So seeing Dr. Fate in live action was cool for me um especially being plays played by pierce bronson an actor i've always enjoyed uh, growing up so to see pierce bronson playing dr fate that's cool shit seeing happen smasher in live action that's cool shit um hawkman i thought was 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 well portrayed but it took a little bit away because i do think he was better portrayed on the cw um in shows like the flash and legends of tomorrow so um to see but to see him on the big screen was still pretty cool uh to have certain tie-ins that I wasn't expecting was were kind of cool it was almost like easter eggs i didn't know that amanda waller was going to be in this film so to have the amanda waller come in and do her thing was fun um are we talking about the the mid-credit scene yet we can talk about anything you want man this is okay. your shine <laughs> so i I obviously enjoyed seeing Henry Cavill don the uh, the Superman outfit one more time, if not for the last time, to come in and and do that little bit piece in the in the credits. Always cool. I question, though, I don't judge the score during that scene. I thought it odd that they didn't use Han, Hans Zimmer's Superman score; they used John Williams' Superman score. Can you hum the the Hans Zimmer score for me? For me. <sighs> No, I can't. That's right. Nobody <laughs> That's can. That's why they use the John but, Williams. But score. I do love the Man of Steel soundtrack. I do. I mean, it, it's, it's it's fantastic. Great. It's fantastic, but it's not iconic. No, it's not, not as John Williams. Is. It's no. not. May I hum? Hmm. 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 Come on, man. That's that's, no, you're that's right. iconic. Um, All right. Anything those else? Those are my like? shines, man. I don't have. I don't have a lot more. I, I I'm gonna have a lot of a lot on the other side. But no, that, that those are my main shines. I have one shine. All right. Henry Winkler was a fun cameo. Holy shit! I forgot about that. I was not, that that threw me off. Just the fact he was on a cell phone for like ten seconds as 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 the elder Adam Smasher. That that threw me right off. Um, I I won't lie, man. I marked out for that. I'm a big Henry Winkler fan. I I, I love Henry Winkler and almost everything he does. So when he popped up in that cell phone, I that was a markout moment for me. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And uh, that's it. Let's talk about the heat. What do we like about this movie? Good lord. Okay, I have what apparently is an unpopular opinion. I don't know who it's unpopular with, but. <laughs> Apparently, there's a lot of people online who are going to disagree with me. But well, Dwayne I Johnson, mean, you're used to that by now, aren't you? True. But Dwayne Johnson is not a good fucking actor. Dwayne Johnson can't act. He's got less range than Seth Rogen, for fuck's sake. He, he, and that's not to say that Seth Rogen isn't entertaining, at least. But let's be honest, Seth Rogen only has one character, and that's Seth Rogen. Where The Rock has one character and that's the rock and and he's not very good at even that when not in the confines of a wwe environment i found him deplorable in this film like, like cheesy almost i i didn't find anything redeemable about his about his performance in this movie at all um yeah that that's I got much more heat, but that's that's my number one. I'll let I'll let you have a have a turn here, but that that's my that's that's my first and foremost was the deplorable acting by Dwayne Johnson. I disagree with you on half of that, and completely wholeheartedly agree with you on another half. The part I disagree with is that I think Dwayne Johnson's an okay actor, but because you haven't seen a lot of his work, may I suggest I go guess. back and yeah. watch his early stuff. When he was like, trying, 
like I've before seen the, the fast down, and I didn't think he was great in the run. Okay, I've, seen walk, right. I've seen Walking Tall, and he's, he's just the rock, you know. Watch the Gridiron Gang. Watch, believe it or not, the Tooth Fairy. Good movie, no, <laughs> but range for the rock, something different. Yeah, absolutely. I'll even say go watch Rampage, which I think is actually a criminally underrated Dwayne <laughs> Johnson movie. Now, once he realizes, okay, the Fast and Furious formula works, which is basically be the rock. Yeah, um, yeah he stops growing. And I agree. He's definitely nowhere near a good actor. Um but he has put in good performances in the past. Southland Tales, be cool. These are good movies. See, I, I, this, I, I this did not movie, enjoy though. Be Cool. I and I wanted to. Get Shorty was one of my favorite movies of the 90s. So I wanted to love Be Cool, but Be Cool got yeah, lost on the, me. Big but time. The Rock is good in it. And he brings some charisma and he brings some range to the film. Like, he's not a bad actor. He's not a great actor. He's just the rock. Maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about because do you know what my favorite rock movie is? I do not. And it and I must be the only one because I think it got destroyed on Rotten Tomatoes, if if not everywhere else. My favorite movie that he's made is Baywatch. I love Baywatch. I it, love Baywatch. I I think that again, another movie that we reviewed for Ropes to Reels. And if you go back. I, I, there was some problems with that film, but the rock was not one of them. The no. rock is amazing. Give me a hundred more movies with the rock and Zach, Zach Efron in them. Uh, just a great I, chemistry between those two. I also won't be too harsh on his uh, voice acting skills because I almost any movie he's been in where he's a voice actor. I've enjoyed. Uh-huh. Um, I see yeah. you're also a fine connoisseur of DC's The League of Super Pets. Love to see uh, uh, DC. Uh, I've seen it far too many times, uh, considering I do have a five-year-old. Uh, uh, yeah, so... but how many times were they in the room with you is the question. <laughs> At least once. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, and, and and the same. I, I think Moana is a beautiful film. Right. He's uh, great. Uh, I do. I, I think Moana is fantastic. So, and I know, I know, uh, Dwayne a lot of himself into Moana and into the character of Maui. Um, so, and he, he takes a lot of pride in that character. So, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be too harsh on his, on, on that end of his uh, abilities, but from what I've seen, and, and I've, and I've, and let's be honest, I've seen the bad ones because I've, I've watched Doom. You know, I did sit down and, and, and watch that fucking abomination. Um, I saw his cameo on fucking Deep Space Nine. I, I, <laughs> well, yeah. okay. Now, yeah. I, I, uh, I was not expecting that pull that deep of a pull, but boy, how do you just you reached right into the back of the toilet and pulled that one out, man? He's a fucking Romulan and he does the people's elbow. <laughs> well, no, it is you, the most devastating move yeah. in the galaxy. We know, sure this. enough. Um, uh, more, wait a minute, more, wait a minute. You, you not, got more heat, okay. I'm, I'm not done yet with this because right. I want to say that that was the part I disagreed with. Mm-hmm. But the part I agreed with is that he is awful in this. This is yes. easily his worst performance. In fact, the note I have here is Dwayne Johnson lives up to his name in this because his acting is equal to watching a rock. Yeah. He is just faceless, emotionless stone. And Which... I know he's going for stoic, but he just completely whiffs it. He is which I, awful in which this. Which I almost don't understand because he has been politicking for this position since 2007, if not before. Mm-hmm. He like like this is this has been a role he's been wanting to play for the longest time. I don't think there's any role he's pushed harder or politics harder to play. To the point where this was supposed to be a bit role in a Shazam movie. To no, no, no. I'm going to be Black Adam and I'm going to have my whole fucking the DC universe is going to be based around me because I'm the fucking rock and and I'm and Black Adam's going to be the greatest character ever. So you would think he would actually try to live up to that expectation. But God damn it, he was just he he was boring. He really yeah. was. And speaking of boring, that's the other acting gripe I have. Pierce Brosnan looked as bored as I felt. Watching was, this movie, this had to be just a paycheck for Pierce Bronson. I was happy to see him, 
but this is probably at the bottom of his like when it comes to his film you're going to rank his films one day this this is at the bottom of his performances he phoned this one in big time uh but i i think this is probably just a big paycheck for him everyone else was just fine um yeah i mean i i, I don't think i can name anybody else in the movie to be honest honest well, i liked adam smasher and Cyclone, they were okay. Hawkman was good. That. Like I said, they're I, I, fine. I, I mean, I mean the actors. I, I just, oh, I don't, no, no, I don't, I don't know, know anybody names. else in this film. Henry Wrinkley, you know? that's it. Yeah, exactly. Who's <laughs> probably the star of the film for me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other heat you want to sh- you want to throw on this thing? I thought no, I <laughs> more thought fire 80, on this dumpster. I thought eighty percent of the CGI was god awful. This was like watching a video game cutscene for yeah for an hour and a half. It was bad noticeably bad like the first time i was ever truly aware of how bad it was was when they're in the tomb and the crown is there spinning between the two (laughs) peaks it literally looks like a power-up in a video game and then the rest of the movie any action scene it literally looks like a cut scene there was only one good special effect in this entire film and it's putting the rock's head on that other guy's body that actually looks okay yeah i think it's not a bad effect Sure. But the rest of it, atrocious, absolutely atrocious CGI. The action, the action scenes were okay, but half of the action scenes were muddled with the shitty CGI, so that took away from the action scenes as well. Um, so, so it just destroyed the one of the one of the things that could have been a shine for this movie turned into a heat because of the horrible CGI. Um, another thing, just. Maybe this shouldn't be heat. Maybe I'm just being a dick about it. But it takes away from it knowing who produced this movie. The fact that The Rock had to have this much power over this, not only The Rock, but Seven Bucks Productions in general with Danny Garcia, they all had to have their finger. What the fuck does Danny Garcia know about producing a fucking $300,000 movie? A $300 million movie, I should say. I mean, I would say based on her track record, she knows quite a bit. Like you have to understand, and you know, I was going to get more into this during my my review breakdown, like my final review. But okay. this this is not like this is the Rock's first really big flop. You know that in a time frame in which people were back in theaters, like I know Jungle Cruise didn't do huge numbers, but that was released in the middle of COVID, so I can give it a pass. But if you take a look at the Rock's track record. The dude makes hits like again, like we like and and again, I I can get into this more, but like we can sit here and and trash the rock all we want and talk about his ego. And it's clearly on display in this film. Oh, big. But yes, the fact of the matter is when you're looking at something like this, all he was doing was following the formula for success that he had been following since that first fast five movie that made the dude successful. Mm-hmm. Like we can sit here and joke and say, ah, oh, you know, he hasn't had any character growth, but when people are paying you money to see that, give the people what they want. So I, I don't blame him for doing and what so, he did, but do, I definitely do you think there think was just that... too much. Do you think maybe there was too much pressure on him in this role though? Because there, there's a nickname that I remember you bestowed upon him during 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 ropes to reels and i don't know if you if you coined this phrase or if you got this and this is something everybody calls him but the nickname that you used for him a lot was franchise viagra <laughs> and other than the fast uh franchise I, I i don't see how that applies to him for anything else um and it sh- i thought maybe do you think that there was too much pressure for him to come in the dcu is is faltering at this point right the DCU is not doing well. They're about to pull the plug on it. And now it's like, okay, let's see what Black Adam can do. Seven bucks is behind it. There's a lot of money behind it. There's a lot of hype behind it. Can The Rock be the DCEU EU's franchise Viagra? And he failed in large numbers. Do you think possibly there was too much pressure for The Rock, like from your your James Guns and your and your uh uh, and your DC people, your, your what was the guy's name, Ramada or whatever the fuck his name was, Walter something. All all those guys, you think they they put too much pressure on Seven Bucks to shave this franchise? No, 
I don't. But I think The Rock did. Mm-hmm. And um, ah, you know what? Forget it. I was going to say this to the end, but you know what? We're on the topic now, so let's just flow with it. I think The Rock was banking everything on Black Adam being a major franchise hit. And uh, I, I'll, I'm going to go into this, the whole thing, but you have to understand that this has been a passion project. This was a passion project for Dwayne Johnson for many, many years. But at the time that he was trying to get it made, you know, superhero movies were not the proven blockbusters that they were um, back then or or that they are or they were just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, The Rock's getting older. He's he's getting older. And the truth of the matter is the man does not have a franchise that other action stars of the previous generation that he has molded his career after have. He does not have a Terminator franchise the way Arnold Schwarzenegger did. Yeah. He does not have a Rambo or a Rocky franchise the way Stallone does. Mm-hmm. He did not have he does not have a Die Hard the way Bruce Willis did. He does not have a movie that he can consistently fall back on when times get tough because he's getting older. Uh, you're right. And the ones that he is part of, he came in late. Like, like he didn't come in till what was it? Part five in, in fast. But this is why uh, he also you know, started. Ju- right. But Juma- this is why he started to do Hobbs and Shaw. Right. Because I'm of the opinion that this is, has been his attempt so that he could create a franchise so that just like Schwarzenegger, Stallone and Willis guys like this, once they hit a certain age, they know they cannot continue to rely on fresh things, or at the very least, they can have something to fall back on as time goes on. Yeah, because The Rock realizes that as an action star, look, time catches up with you, man, for sure. And and you're not going to be able to do that stuff all the time. But if you have something like a franchise that you can fall back on, you're going to be a bit safer. My theory is that The Rock was banking on Black Adam to be his mega franchise. And that is a big part of why I think he was so boisterous about it and why Mm -hmm. he hyped it up so much. Because if he could, in fact, turn the DC EU around with this film, if this film could be the big saving grace for DC EU, that would mean security for The Rock. Mm -hmm. And I think this is why we have WrestleMania 40 the way we do right now. Let me explain. I think the original plan was for Black Adam to be a massive success. And then The Rock to roll into WrestleMania season as a conquering hero. Um, saying, I have the hottest movie in the world right now. I can do no wrong. It's safe for me to go back to pro wrestling. Because, like it or not, pro wrestling is still a dirty word in Hollywood and entertainment. And as much as the rock loves it, he knows this. Mm-hmm. And until the rock can have a franchise that he can fall back on. And until the rock has the kind of security to know that when he goes back to Hollywood, he's not damaged goods. I don't think he could fully commit to WrestleMania last year, because if you look at it, it that made makes perfect a lot sense. Of sense. Yeah. yeah, it does. It was in Hollywood. Rock and Roman was supposed to be the match. We already know this. And The yes. Rock said, I can't do it. I'm not in the right shape. Yeah. I call bullshit. What I call is that Black Adam flopped hard. And now the story changes. Because if The Rock makes a billion dollar movie and saves a cinematic universe, dude can do whatever he wants and he's Teflon. He can still get offers for things because he's the rock who just made a billion dollar movies and saved a cinematic universe. But instead he makes possibly the biggest flop of the year. His movie bombs. So now from a career standpoint, if your movie bombs and then you go and work WrestleMania, you are going to be so damaged in Hollywood because people are going to criticize him and say, look at him. He makes a big flop, his first real flop since 
before Fast Furious. And he runs back to wrestling. He can't cut it in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about it. The Rock has had a tougher time to get to the top because he was a wrestler. He had to work harder than everyone else to get there. And now he has to look at them with this huge flop and say, you know what? I think I'm going to go back to this thing that's always been safe. It's seen as, he would be looked at as a coward in Hollywood. And I think he knew this. And so he said, you know what, guys? I'm not going to do it this year. Can't do it this year. Now we fast forward a year and the black Adam thing has essentially blown over. No one's really talked about it. And on top of that, more than that, he's no longer the biggest flop. The flash has now overtaken that blue beetle. All of these superhero movies are no longer raking in the big bucks. Right? Yeah. So the rock can sit there and say, look, it's not that my movie was bad. It's not that my brand is damaged goods. Just people are tired of superhero movies. Clearly. Now I Mm -hmm. took the first hit, but that's clearly what this is. So now he can safely go back to the world of pro wrestling and do his thing and come back and still be a star again, because he's still getting these Netflix deals. In fact, he's coming back and he shifted his role to, from a performer to the owner of the company. Yeah. Again, the guy's getting older. And he knows this. He knows he can't be a movie star much longer unless he has a franchise. And now he knows, okay, I, I clearly, I, I've missed my chance or the last chance for that is going to be a while. So I'm going to take this new direction. I'm going to be a businessman. And now I'm going to be where I'm comfortable and where I can still be a star for a little while. Mm-hmm. And that's the WWE. And so he waltzes in, says, hey, that thing we were supposed to do last year. Yeah, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. And now we've got everything that we have. So if you are a fan of the build, you have Black Adam to thank for it, in my opinion. Yeah. I, you know what? I've never thought of it quite like that. But you you strike a very, very poignant point. I, uh, you, I, I don't disagree with anything you just said. Just one man's theory. No, that's uh, an extremely intelligent theory. I, I, I do not disagree with any of that. And, and he was very smart in that intro. I mean, he takes some risks as well because he went and he did the uh, he he did the XFL thing, right? And uh, you know that that was a big, that was a big fucking risk, but sort of paid off because he, he didn't lose on that. Um, now now the XFL has uh, merged with the USFL. The Rock and, sets and himself they're, up they're so that some... he does not lose. He might yeah. not win. But, but he, he never loses. Lose. This yeah. honestly, I think Black Adam is the first time you could ever say he lost. Because and even that's really... and that even that's up in the air because you know um, with with James Gunn in there, uh, he very well could still have things to do with James Gunn. James Gunn really wants to bring in Dave Batista. Can you imagine the work that well, that's the Rock and Beat That's Dave because Dave Batista is a good actor. That's why. Wow, well, that's. And he also worked is. with them for three movies and yes. probably has a close friendship with the guy. But it would be possibly a smart move to put those guys together in in, in some capacity. And I'm sure know, we have, I, I'm, we'll get to this by the end of the show, but I'm sure we have not seen the end of black Adam. I'm sure we have not seen the last of black Adam in the DCEU. Um, yeah, but I definitely think we've seen the last of the rock as black Adam. You think so? eh? hundred percent. This movie was so toxic when it was released. I, I, I don't, I don't think we'll ever get a, a, a proper sequel. But I assumed we were, we would be seeing him still appear in a third Shazam movie or no way, man. You know, you they recast so Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah, they did. One of the only good things from that universe. Yeah. So trust me, James Gunn understands there's a stink attached to this old DCEU, and he's going to do everything in his power to get wash that stink away. Well, so. That's yeah, the only man, good thing I, I that came out it. of the flash was was the ability to retcon 90% of that stuff, right? No, no, I like the George Clooney cameo. That was fun. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> Nick Cage, oh. CGI Nick Cage was all right. It's fucking amazing. All right. So any other heat that you have? No, we we, we got rid of the majority. The acting, the CGI. <laughs> went off the rails. As, yeah, the, as no, has the, been the uh the the underlying theme of this episode, I think. The acting, uh, the CGI, and the production is are my three main heats for this film. 
I just want to talk about two things that I hated. The needle drops in this film are the definition of cringy. Yeah. Paint it black when Black Adam is beating up the these God, these mercenaries. So bad. Power by Kanye West. Yeah. The good, the bad, and the uh, come on, man. They come did, on. Did you feel like they were getting they were almost trying too hard to, yes. to be what the what the MCU is no, with, with, I, with certain films like um like, like Guardians of the Galaxy, like the way they use their their music, but there was no consistency in Black Adam. They would go from the dark brooding uh, uh um Hans, Hans Zimmer style scores to using an upbeat song. It it just I, none of it made sense to me. I think you're being too specific. This movie is just trying too hard. Full stop. If this movie was a meme, it would be Steve Buscemi saying, how do you do fellow kids? <laughs> this this movie feels like it was written by somebody trying to appeal to teenagers who happens to be in their 50s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it, feel, it feels like just a collection of stolen imagery from much cooler properties. We got the guy getting kicked over the pit in 300 shot. Yeah. We got the Mad Max Fury Road uh, witness me hand gesture shot. We've got the Terminator shot of Black Adams kneeling as he appears in a giant ball. Yes. We've got the. I remember, I remember thinking, especially he was fully caped. I'm thinking, is he going to be nude under that cape? We have the complete Mortal Kombat fatalities. Yes. Complete with CGI. Yes. The fucking. Uh, we, that, was we the, have, that was the other thing I didn't understand. That whole opening intro scene which by the way was horrible uh narr narrated by a fucking child it made it feel like i was watching fucking never-ending story for christ's sake i thought we were watching a pg movie for the first 15 minutes of that film and then well, they come and, and all of a sudden these skulls are rolling around and i'm like like wait whoa, 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 wait a minute when was your shift change are this is this a kid's movie is this for kids or is this for fucking 18 year old oh no it's not even it's this, this has gotten gory now and then he'll make some really fucking immature fucking sophomore jokes who was this movie for uh i don't know but it's funny that you bring that up because one of the little fun facts in my trivia section was that the film originally received an r rating due to the gruesome death scenes in it. And a lot of those deaths had to be cut before the film could receive the more commercially viable PG 13 rating. I mean, I don't know what they were complaining about. It was all CG. None of it looked real. No. So, I mean, what, it, the, what was the point? Fucking horrible. Here's something interesting. Since we're already diving into the trivia, mm -hmm. Jordan Peele was originally offered the chance to direct this film when it was first announced back in 2017, but this declined it saying that he's not a fan of superhero movies. And, and I love that because he went on to say um, he didn't want to take that chance away from somebody who could truly love the franchise. Um, I had this written down as well. This is one of my notes because I, I want to talk about the direction of this film. Juan Colette Serra, when I found out he was directing, I had, I'm not going to say high hopes by any means, but I had hopes because you and I are both uh, big fans of the horror genre. And knowing that Colette Serra directed Orphan, which I personally love, um, House of Wax, which is maybe critically planned, but I think is a fucking fun film. I I I, I don't think House of Wax gets its gets its flowers. Uh, I think it's a very fun uh, uh, you know film for for its genre and era. But also, he directed. 92% of fucking uh, Liam Neeson's brainless action films, which are a staple in my household. My wife and I love to sit down and watch shit like, you know, The Unknown or The Commuter. Those are those are great movies. Just sit down, turn your brain off and, you know, you know, watch an action film. So when I found out he was going to be doing this film, I thought, OK. This could be really good. Any of the things that I liked from any of the aforementioned movies, I did not see in this film. I don't. I mean, you're missing an important film though, because he also directed Jungle Cruise. 
I I omitted that because I never watched the jungle jungle cruise. I can't remember what it was. He he turned down something pretty pivotal to do Jungle Cruise. Uh, he was going to direct Suicide Squad. Ah, that's what it was. Yeah, the 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 second Suicide Squad. But I think that's the most pivotal of all his previous works because, let's be fair and honest. Wong might have been directing this movie, but he was not in charge of this movie. No, by the Rock was in charge of this movie. Yes. And the Rock, you can see, is is surrounding himself with people that he likes and people who are going to agree with him and share his mm-hmm. vision. And look, I mean, he is far from the first producer to do that. Some of my favorite filmmakers do this all the time. Of course. But let's be honest, like this guy was not hired for his directing abilities, although he has directing abilities. He was hired because he's the rock's buddy and he works well with the rock. Mm -hmm. And I think right there you have a problem immediately. Of of all the directors the the rock has worked with, are you surprised that that Wom is the one he chose? I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've, I'm trying to think of, of I've never heard of, I've never heard of the rock having disagreements with anybody in terms right. of direction. Um, so all I can guess is that he might've gotten along really well with Wom mm. and he was up for the challenge and the rock said, okay, this is my vision. You know, I want to do this and and I want a guy who's going to understand that vision and, and make it work. And and he did, you know? Yeah. You know, you mentioned that you really like the Henry Cavill cameo. Yeah. You think it was worth two hundred and fifty thousand dollars? No, <laughs> no, it was not. That's what they paid him. Yeah, I, I, I'm aware of that. Uh, but the fact that you know, it's not my money, so I don't give a shit. It was a fun scene. Uh, it was, it was just cool knowing for a fact that I will never again see Henry Cavill in that outfit. It was cool to see. So let's say someone else's money well spent. Yeah. Yeah, And my favorite fun fact about the film, Dwayne Johnson did not smile at all while playing the title role of Black Adam. No worries, Rock, because I wasn't smiling when Ah, I was watching it. All right, we talked about the Rock. If I I may, I know this is probably off form, but I thought I was supposed to research. Well, why start now? (laughs) I have a cool piece of trivia myself. Sure. Pierce Bronson is the fifth James Bond actor to star in a comic book film or TV series. Really? And I think that's kind of cool. So if you don't mind, I'm going to list them off real quick. Sure. You got Timothy Dalton, who was in Flash Gordon. He was also in The Rocketeer. And most recently, he was in the Doom Patrol television show. Yeah. George Lazenby was in uh, 1988 Superboy. And he was a voice, I don't know who, but I know he was a voice on Batman Beyond. Okay. Sir Sean Connery was, of course, in the League of Extraordinary uh, Gentlemen. Yeah. And Daniel Craig was in both Cowboys and Aliens and The Adventures of Tintin. Both in 2011, by the way. What a wide, weird range of things. Right? <laughs> I just, I thought weird. that was a really cool, uh, a really cool little tidbit. Absolutely, man. All right. We talked about the Rotten Tomatoes score already. 38% of critics uh liked yeah. it and 88 percent of audiences liked it percent audience score now usually like i take rotten tomato scores with a huge ass grain of salt mm-hmm. especially the critic score i i usually tend to lean towards the audience score a bit more because to me what critics are just out there to to, to make themselves sound a lot better than they fucking are. Half of them haven't gone to film school and like that. So who are they if not just well-paid fans? You know what they uh, are? Yeah, they're I, I Harvard film noir art house teeny weenies. That's what they are. So I, I I take the critic scores with an extreme grain of salt. The audience scores I take a little bit more seriously, but I at the end of the day I like to make my own decisions. Obviously, uh, but there are certain films where where you know, for example. Um, one of my favorite movies, uh, films of uh, of last year was was uh, Clerks Three, and Clerks Three received a modest critic score. I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but I know the audience score was something like ninety two percent. 
and I am part of that 92%. I was lucky enough to see a, a you know a screen a screening of that film with Kevin Smith in the building, and the rest of the fans in that building were fucking rabid. You know, people loved that movie. I know people loved that movie. So, you know, it's times like this. I'm like, the audience score really speaks for itself here. This is one of the movies. Who the fuck is grading this movie? We're 88% audience score for this piece of shit. I, I just don't get it. Now, to be fair, that could mean that five people True you know, re- reviewed yeah. it yeah. and three of them liked it. Who knows, yeah. right? Uh, what I do know is uh, that this movie cost $260 million to make. Mm-hmm. Yes. And only made about $393.5 million. This was a complete flop. Um, absolute, absolute terrible for the box so office. But you maybe you can explain something to me because I don't understand money when it comes to film at mm-hmm. all. This is considered not even breaking even. That's right. What does that mean? What do you what is what do you need to break even? Because they made more than their budget. So how did they not break even? So the general rule of thumb is that when you in um when you calculate for things such as marketing, distributing, and all of the things that go into getting a movie out into the public that does not include the actual creation of the film, mm-hmm. the general rule of thumb in Hollywood is that a film should have to make double its budget back in order okay. to break even. Gotcha. And if you look at that criteria, not even, close. Mm, yeah. not even close. All right. So we talked about those film noir art house, teeny weenies. Uh, but what do the people think, Mike? Well, 88% of them seem to like it, but Hey, uh, on ropes to reels, we used to do this thing where we would take one negative review from a uh, public reviewer site and one positive review and, and compare them. Uh, I don't know if you did this. I did this. Uh, so if you have a particular uh, review that you would like to read, uh, please go right ahead. I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't get a positive one because none of the positive ones were very entertaining. I knew you would find one. So I, I left did. that to you. I found two negative ones, though, that I needed to read out loud because I just find them very humorous to me. Sure. The, f- the, four, the first one is a half star. Okay, so where did you get this review? Oh, this is from uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, okay. And this is an, an an audience, or is this a critic? This is an, this is an audience score. Okay, all right. Half a star. The Rock. The Rock was so much better in Johnson's Flagon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's all it says, and I did. I've never heard of this. This what the hell is Johnson's Flagon? Okay. So well. I googled it. This is a Swedish television show from the 1940s that obviously he was not in. <laughs> okay. So we have a very confused Swede. Yeah, that makes me All very right. happy. Um, well, that does explain at least 1% of that 88. Confused the, Swedes. The other one, I just, I just find funny because it uses a term that I fucking loathe. And I'm I'm just gonna use this. Be- I'm gonna use this one because not because I agree with it at all, but because I'm just gonna. I'm basically calling out idiots who like to okay. write things on the internet. Fair. And I'm gonna leave in all the spelling errors and all the fucking punctuation shit that this guy's an idiot. Oh God! All right. So one and a half stars. This is on. Oh. Uh, I, this is on IMDb. One and a half stars. All yeah. right. One and a half stars. This was a this was woke. I fucking hate that term. This was woke, which didn't surprise me, and very demonic. Not good at all. I mean, the wait, ro- wait, wait. I mean, <laughs> yep. The guy goes to hell. There are demons there. Yep. I mean, honestly, the guy's betting what's what's five hundred right now is the big one. So he's like two fifty right now. He's half half well, right. Okay, well, I got you on this next line. Not good at all. The Rock was good at acting, but everything else of this movies was demonic or woke. End quote. Well, um, yeah, that uh, like I said, he had one thing that I agree with. There were there was 
quite a bit of demon imagery in this film, that's for sure. Um, I also have a negative review, but it's it's pretty short, so I think I could just put it in there. This is uh, from Letterboxd. It's a um, one-star review, or actually, sorry, it's a half-star review from Aaron. Now, I don't know if this is our good friend Aaron Rakowski. <laughs> oh, Mr. Rurrurra. But it does sound like something he would write. His review is as follows. Up there as one of the most movies ever made. <laughs> Just such a good lie. Um, now, I did find another half star review. Whoa, that was the whole review? That was the whole review. <laughs> That's amazing. And here's the thing, though. Um, I don't know if I can qualify this as a negative review based upon the content. So I'm going to read it, and I'm going to let you be the judge. And this is one star? This is a half star. Half review. star, okay. So is this does this person actually hate this movie, or was this a terrible finger slip by Nathan Hale, who writes, Bro, this movie was lit, bro. Black Adam is like, whoop, and then he like lightning zaps the bad guys, bro, and so much slow-mo. I want to be Black Adam when I grow up, bro. And he's like, bro, tell the man in Black sent you to his enemies, and his enemies are like, bro, who am I telling? And how am I telling? Bro, you just ripped me in half, bro. Uh... And then Ant-Man shows up and is a silly boy, and little Timmy hides in his cage, bro. And then he rides a skateboard around the place like he's Zach and Cody running away from Mosby. Oh, my God, oh, Timmy. Bro, this movie is so tight, bro. I hope Black Adam fights Whittle Wex Wuther in the next movie. Please, Zack Snyder. Please make it happen. <laughs> I'd be gluing my hands to the theater wall until I get results, bro. And then the people are like, say Shazam. And Black Adam is like, I like the Tin Man. And everyone is like, no, Adam Shazam. And Adam just smiles at them. And then the credits say Black Adam. Whoa, bro. Need to make more movies like this, though. Please, bro. Half a star. When the fuck did Vince Russo start making fucking uh, movie reviews? I don't know. He's your friend. Ask him. <laughs> that, I, that was. That was something. Uh, that that existed but i will say this i do have a positive review as well oh, this I, was I a, you just read one well again because i was on the fence about that one but this one was five stars this was a five star review on letterboxd now he's gonna shit all over it and i'm gonna save and, and i saved this for last for two reasons the review itself but also who it's by this is posted by tyler and i don't know <laughs> Again, I don't know if this is our Tyler, but based on the comment, I'll let you be the judge. So here's the review. You know what? Fuck it. Five stars. That's the review. That's the review. That That's the best review this movie could fucking hope for. All right. So oh. we've heard the teeny weenies thoughts. We've heard the audience's thoughts. We've heard the thoughts of a random Swede. Uh, but what about a random Mike? Mike, how would you rank the film? Jobber, mid-carter, or main event? This is Jobber all the way, man. I, I didn't want to be so too harsh on it. I wanted so badly to find some redeemable factors to save this film. We did. This Henry, film, Henry Winkler. This film should have never been made. Henry, if I want my fellow Henry Winkler, I'll go back, go, go back and, and binge watch Barry. Uh, which I might do anyways, because fucking Barry's awesome. But this, there's nothing redeemable with this film. This film deserves to just be erased from existence. Uh, th th this is officially, I think, the, the Howard the Duck of the DCEU. Oh, wow. This, this, is, this is something, man. Oof. I... Uh... Yeah, it's pretty bad, man. I agree. It's also a jobber. This is what I'd like to. I've I've coined a new phrase for this, which is this is an almost movie, and I don't mean in the sense that it's almost a movie. I mean that there is so much stuff here that almost works. That's almost good and decent. Yeah, like 
the idea of taking a, a superhero and having him battle the Justice Society and then having him to yeah. turn back, I like that idea. I like the uh, the idea of these people instantly cheering for a guy that's murdering people just because they are so sick of everyone else trying to come over and you know free them. I like the idea there. There's something there, but they're just not developing it enough. Do, do you think possibly we're we're at a stage now though in 2024 that the idea of the anti-hero is getting a little overplayed? No. I just think it's got to be done right. Yeah. And it's just not it just wasn't done right here and that's the point I'm making is that here's the thing this movie was not enjoyable but I think it's worst crime is that it's just so melbatoast and mm-hmm. bleh and blah. it's just so uninteresting that is the and you know god damn it Dwayne the Rock Johnson should not be making uninteresting movies no like here's here's the thing say what you will about his acting even his later stuff but again to use Rampage as example the dude made a movie with a Godzilla sized monkey in it that's interesting (laughs) god damn it I don't care if you don't like remakes you've got the rock playing a video game character in which he is a meek teenage boy. That's interesting, man. I really like the rock on a big old boat in the Amazon. At least that's interesting to me, but you know, this movie, there's just nothing interesting. It's so bland and boring and that's the worst crime it commits it, but it, it, and and unfortunately it commits it for the entire length of the runtime. I'd really like to know what James, what, what Jordan Peele's movie could have been. I don't even have a clever response yeah. to that. I just know that it would probably be weird and way better than what we got here. Because right. he's a he's a director with vision, but again, I don't think that's what The Rock wanted. But is he a director? He's been a and this is why he turned it down. He's been a director of, of vision because he's always believed in his projects. You give him a project. Look what look what happened when when Kevin Smith was given cop out. Okay, uh, th- th- this could have been Jordan Peele's cop out, and I think he knew that, and that's why and and that's why he didn't do it. You know, you you have a movie that that's not yours that you don't hundred percent believe in, and uh, <laughs> I could really see Dwayne Johnson being Jordan Peele's Bruce Willis. Here's what I'm gonna say: I I would watch the Jordan Peele Black Adam if. It's Jordan Peele as Black Adam and Keegan Michael Key as his form when he's not Black Adam. I fucking love that so much. Make oh. that movie Hollywood. And then Jordan Peele fights Cody at WrestleMania. I think Keegan Michael Key just constantly calls him Adam. <laughs> oh, that's that's the movie be... I want. I think we just we we just saved DCU right there. Oh, I, oh, I don't know about that, but I think we definitely <laughs> came up with a movie that was better than this. <laughs> oh, good lord! Well, I, I'm glad. I'm almost glad we don't do this on a regular basis here on Counted Out because uh, I can't sit through any more rock movies. I'll tell you that much. It'll be a long time before I watch a Dwayne Johnson movie after today. They're not all this bad. I swear to God, they're really not all this bad. <laughs> they're really not. Oh, good lord! Please watch Rampage. Go at least one, and, and I don't know why I'm so focused on that one. It's not his best movie, but man, I just feel like that movie needs more love. I just think it's way more fun than people give it credit for. I mean, look, I, you watched Baywatch. You know he's already all right. I he's, I need to I need some time, but eventually I may watch it. All right, if you do, invite me back. I'll watch that one again. There we go. I'll review it a second time. Why not? <laughs> With that said, I have no recollection whatsoever how we took things home at uh, at Ropes to Reels, so I'm going to give you the uh, the reins, as, as it were. Well, it was pretty simple. Basically, what we said was, uh, thank you so much for listening to Ropes to Reels. We would always then say, hey, follow us on Patreon and put some ducats in the bucket, but since none of you did that, we don't have WrestleMedia anymore, and now we have Counted Out. So, um, thanks for what nothing. And uh, Christ. <laughs> oh, wow. You're welcome, Michael. Uh, no, he's treating no. me like I'm the fucking Yakin Phoenix to his river. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> the hair lift reminder of what could have been. You My mean, like, God, <laughs> you mean because one of us has a show that's just a bloated corpse now? Yeah, yeah, that's the you're right, you're right about that. 
One lived hard and fast and was oh, not ready for shit. this and was too beautiful for this <laughs> world. <laughs> and uh, and the other oh. one made a really uh, a really strange um, self biopic that wasn't actually a biopic. I could easily do that. I know you could, and that's what makes me sad. That'd be really fun. So to end it the way we actually ended it uh, a long time ago, we would say, "I'm at Adam Kota." And then you would say, I'm here. not Tyler Wolf. All right. Because, you know, I get it. I get it. Thank thing. you. And yeah. when it comes to Black Adam, mercifully, that's a wrap. Fuck. Thank Christ.